It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sunday Super Bowl show before Super Bowl Sunday. Welcome into hour two of the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. Try to say that five times fast, by the way. Alongside Will Hill, in for Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Uh, Will, so happy that you're joining us here today. Of course, VEASAN contributor, host of the Shoulda Bet More podcast, which is a venture, by the way, that you just got off the ground a couple months ago and have already had like amazing guests top to bottom professional handicappers i mean professional betters handicappers like media people it makes sense why michael always says that you're just a gm of everything because you've already got everybody coming into the pod i gotta get you on i'm still waiting to hear back from your agent your pr team i know you're busy but i'd love to have you on yeah it's been fun it's been a month and a half right around christmas it started so it's been fun to to, uh to be doing It's, it's fun time of the year and uh, yeah, it's definitely a weird day today. Today, no football. First time in a while. I mean, we all have we all have our routines, our rituals. Every on the void this afternoon, early evening, we're just looking around and uh, what's that movie? I don't know what to do with my hands. It's it's one of those yeah. feelings where you just you just and there's a gap, there's a void here where we're used to doing certain things on Sunday and. Um, it's it, when the title games end, it's almost like football season ends because Super Bowl Sunday is its own day. Today's a weird, it's a weird day. So definitely, uh, definitely a little weird. It's Will Ferrell, by the way, Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yes. I keep rising up. Instant classic. Love it. All right, we're going to talk plenty of Super Bowl because like Will said, we don't have the typical slate that we normally would for football, but getting you geared up for all things Super Bowl 58. Sorry, you're not going to get the latest on the Pro Bowl from me here today or a recap of the Reese's Senior Bowl. We're diving in hard to the different prop betting markets and ways that you can get into Super Bowl 58. We'll also have some help from a couple of great guests coming up in about 15 minutes. We have Connor Allen, sports betting manager of 444 Football, give some of his favorite plays for the big game and then later on Dieter Kurtenbach as well he covers the 49ers for Bay Area News Group and KNBR out there in California so excited to have him on here we got the Chiefs side of things from Chiefs reporter Aaron Ladd earlier in hour one now we'll get a little bit of the 49ers angle which as we all know as a 49ers fan that I am very much so looking forward to that conversation but let's get into because um, the last segment At the end of hour one, we were talking with Ian McMillan about some MVP stuff. And of course, Patrick Mahomes, despite being the underdog in the game, is the favorite to win the award to the surprise of no one, though, honestly, Brock Purdy, the second shot on the board. As you look at the MVP options for the big game, who stands out to you most? I like Debo. Uh, I like Debo Samuel and you can shop around. I know he's 38 to one a few days ago and he's mostly 20 to one. I do see a 30 to one somewhere here in Connecticut. I just think that like this is primarily a quarterback award, but it's not exclusively a quarterback mm-hmm. award. Now, I think if the Chiefs win, it, if you like the Chiefs, I think don't get cute. I, I can't see anyone other than Mahomes winning it. 
maybe you could make a case for Kelsey. But I mean, I think we were talking about this the other day. The first Super Bowl meeting between these teams, Damian Williams, remember, had three rushing touchdowns for the Chiefs. Did he win the MVP? Of course not. They still gave they still gave it to Mahomes. So Mahomes is so popular. He's so good. It would be hard, not impossible, but it would be hard for Mahomes not to win. If you like the 49ers, though, there's enough Purdy haters. There's enough critics of Purdy and there's enough talent on the rest of the team where you can get a few voters to say, hey, it's not Purdy. It's the rest of the team. And I think Debo jumps out to me because of the running ability. He's running. He's had over a thousand yards rushing in his career. He's had like 19 career rushing touchdowns, and that's key because that's production that's detached from the quarterback. Where you know if you have a big receiving day, well, that you can credit the quarterback for that too. But if you have it rushing, um, and that that separates it from the quarterback. So I don't know. Could you see a scenario where Debo has uh, two or three touchdowns? rushing yards receiving 170 total yards, total yards of offense has a key late touchdown and they get to him i mean we've seen edelman win this award uh in the last five years when brady didn't have a good game we saw cup win it a few years a couple years ago when i was kind of surprised i thought maybe they give it to stafford maybe aaron donald that was a little bit of a surprise one so if you're a big name receiver you can win this award so shop around to me debo at 20 to 1 30 to 1 if you're looking for um somebody that's a non-quarterback i certainly understand mccaffrey plus 475 i can't argue against that and you know ian made a case for fred warner 131 i can't tell anyone not to bet a 130 to 1 I mean, if you're throwing a couple bucks on it just for the the mental security of like oh man i wanted to bet it and then in a pinning like i get it but i think best bang for your buck is debo yeah, you're not betting a 130 to one prop because you're saying, wow, this is really going to hit. But if you can draw the path, and I think that's going to be an important thing as we continue to go through various prop bets today and all throughout the week leading up to Super Bowl 58 is can you draw a line to where your bet can make sense? And are you doing things that are correlated with the game script and the way that you think that the game is going to go? We're having a little bit of technical difficulties there with Will, so we're going to try to reconnect with him here real quickly. But to keep going here on the MVP conversation, I do think that it makes sense for Brock Purdy to have a line to win this award. I understand what Will was saying about the narrative and same thing with, with Ian, that people think that it's everybody else on the team except for Brock Purdy. But I also think that there's a group of people that are like, this guy's not getting his due. And if he rises to the occasion, there's an opportunity for him to win this game. He's the second shot on the board because he's still at the end of the day, the quarterback of the team that is favored to win this game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I think makes a ton of sense. If he has another multi touchdown day, the run game is going to be super important for San Francisco in the Super Bowl. could run through him. I like the Debo play. Sure. As far as wide receivers go, um, Will was kind of talking about recent history. There's been two wideouts to win MVP in the last five years. Cooper Cup, Julian Edelman. Um, prior to that, though, it was a decade-long drought of no-wide receivers. And for tight ends, while I like Travis Kelsey at 12-1, to 1, I like that number. Will, would you be... I mean, you're probably not surprised to know because you've already dug into all of your research, but some of our audience might be surprised to know a tight end has never won Super Bowl MVP in the 57-year history of the award. Yeah, that's a strange one. You'd think at one point, I mean, there's been a big, uh, enough big name tight ends that somebody w wins it at, uh, you know, at, at the tight end position, Gronk, somebody um, that used to be a more prominent position to that. That's an interesting nugget. And I think the last running back to win it was Terrell Davis in 98. So that's another one that, that hasn't hit in a long time. So some interesting trends for sure.
Yep, uh, you are correct. And while there's a lot of love for Christian McCaffrey, maybe Isaiah Pacheco, Terrell Davis, 1997, the last time that a running back won Super Bowl MVP. McCaffrey, again, plus 475, shortest odds for a non-quarterback since Marshawn Lynch um, back in the Seahawks days. Uh, let's get into a couple would-you-rather props here real quickly because I know how much you love the game show element that I bring to this program, Will. Um, would you rather bet Brock Purdy over 245 and a half passing yards or Mahomes over 260 and a half. Both are minus 115. I'll go with Mahomes just because he's been here before. I know the way to attack the 49ers is through the ground, but Purdy, let's be honest. I love Purdy. I'm with Ian. I'm with you. I, I, I'm a huge Purdy fan. He's been a little shaky the last month. That was yeah. a disaster against the Ravens on Christmas. He wasn't great against Green Bay. He, I don't even think he was that good last week. He was very fortunate on, on a couple uh, on a few of those throws. So um, Mahomes isn't going to be rattled. Um, it, it's a venue they're familiar with. It's a fast track. They play in Vegas every year. So I will go with Mahomes. You can't go wrong with Mahomes. I'll go Mahomes over 260 and a half here. With that thought process, I think I already know your answer for this next one. Would you rather Brock Purdy or Patrick? Mahomes to throw an interception, but there is a little bit more juice on Purdy minus one twenty-five. I'd still go with Purdy. He's Same. thrown. It, it's amazing. He's only thrown what one in this postseason because he's had a few drops. He got lucky a, a couple of times against Green Bay, and even the one last week, the the big play to IU could have been intercepted. If you see the screenshot of that play, and you're like, wow, that play almost went for a fifty-six yard reception for the 49ers. It's incredible. Uh, Mahomes is taking care of the ball here. Hey, one throw, anything can happen. To drop a tip. Um, I understand that, but I, boy, I, it would be purdy for me. Mahomes only, by the way, has no interceptions his last six playoff games. Nope. So just throw that in there as well. Or he's um, due. He could be due. And I, I don't know against the secondary if he's that. Well, hey, Greenlaw, Dre Greenlaw has been getting after it. Maybe. All right. If he thinks Fred Warner is going to have a day too, linebacker, like yeah, I can see it. I'm not a, they I'm got not, him a couple times in the first Super Bowl, right? They picked him off at yeah. least once, maybe twice, because they were up 10 and, and intercepted okay. him in the fourth quarter, not to bring up painful memories, but uh, they, they intercepted me at least a couple of times, uh, at least once, I think a couple of times, different teams though. 49ers were much better on defense that year. It's interesting that that season four years ago, that it was the great chiefs offense against the great 49ers defense. Now it's flipped. The 49ers have the better offense. Chiefs have the better defense. Interesting. Yet still two of the best teams in the National Football League, despite having to come to this point in very different ways. How about this one? First Chiefs drive for an offensive score, even money or the 49ers first drive offensive score. I'd be happy with either one. I'll go Chiefs again because of the nerves. They've been here before. 100%. Uh, the 49ers haven't. Uh, but I like both of these coaches. The first 15 script, they're both very effective moving the ball. You're going to have two weeks to come up with uh, a game plan. So I would expect both teams to have some success offense early on. Remember last year, Philly, KC, both teams went right down the field very quickly and scored touchdowns. So um, I, I don't. I, I think we're going to get some points here. So uh, I, I like the Chiefs number. I like both of them. I, I think we're going to get some points, but the Chiefs just because of the experience. Yeah, I agree. Um, Brock Purdy, for as good as he has been under pressure, the Super Bowl is such a different element. Maybe a little bit of those early game jitters. This is a team that's been slower starting in the playoffs versus a Chiefs team that's been there. Fourth appearance in the big game in five years. Um, also, I'm looking Sh at... Shanahan gets tight, too. Shanahan gets very conservative, and we saw him be, uh, the end of the first half against Green Bay. Um, Remember the soup, the first Super Bowl where they, they almost ran out the clock at the end of the first half and they got the big play to Kittle. What was it? I don't know, offensive interference or a pass interference. Shanahan can get very conservative in these spots. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, also, just like 
the other angles for Kansas City early on, they've won the first half in each of their playoff games so far. I can see them coming out with a good script. I, I, I like Chiefs maybe in the first half. And also, according to our good friend and, and producer some days here on the Lombardi line, Stephanie Kamershack, she does a first touchdown tracker on vcin.com. And according to that tracker, the Chiefs have scored the first touchdown of the game in 70% of their games, including six of the last seven. So if you are looking for first touchdown score, Kansas City might be the best way to go from that standpoint as well. Um, we're going to hit our first break of the hour. Again, remember, if you missed any of our one of the show today, you can always download the Lombardi line in podcast form wherever you get your podcast. While you're doing it, get the Shoulda Bet More podcast with Will Hill as well. Um, we're going to hit the break, but when we come back, talk to Connor Allen, sports betting manager of 444 Football, get his thoughts on Super Bowl 58 and best bets for Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be right back. executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. This is the Lombardi Line on a Sunday. Welcome back in alongside Will Hill. In for Michael today, I'm Stormy Tony, And let's keep it going, talking all things Super Bowl 58 coming up right here in Las Vegas one week from today. Connor Allen joining us on the line, sports betting manager, 444 football, great fantasy and betting content. Also host of the Move the Line podcast. Got articles out on 444.com right now. Full Super Bowl 58 breakdown as well as some of your favorite props, Connor. Thanks for joining us. Let's just jump in big picture of the game um it's an interesting story for both of these teams because it looked like for the majority of the year Kansas City was finally vulnerable it's time for somebody else meanwhile the 49ers were so dominant and we've seen kind of a flip of fate here in the postseason so what is that telling you about this game yeah and initially when I started breaking down the Super Bowl I didn't want to be a prisoner of the moment we had just seen Patrick Mahomes come off of two uh, or I guess three incredible wins in the playoffs here against a really tough Ravens team and I think people are forgetting that the Chiefs had offensive issues all year long you know like they were not all that good throughout the entire season they beat up on a Miami team that was injured they beat up on a Bills team that was injured and then they had a, a good but not great game against the Ravens offensively and now they're gonna get to play against the 49ers who have their own weaknesses as well but uh you know I, I think we've seen a lot of people back in the Chiefs here yet we're seeing the spread stay about the same uh Niners minus two minus two and a half depending on the spot here so um I don't know I think my initial lean is going with the Niners but I think it's gonna be a really really close game Connor any player props jump out to you Super Bowl a lot to choose from a lot to dig through anything that you've been uh, that you've bet so far yeah, the majority of my actions on on player props here, but one that I really like specifically is on Debo Samuel to go over his receiving prop. You're looking at 56 and a half, 57 and a half, depending on where you're looking. So Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle have played 11 games together where they all played 60% of the of snaps or more, or Debo is not a decoy. Debo led the team in target share there at 22.2%. On top of this, this Chiefs pass defense has been really good, but they've been 
a little bit susceptible to these kind of fringe wide receiver ones or secondary options. We have Zay Flowers going for 115 yards, Josh Palmer, 133, Christian Kirk on 110, Devonta Smith, 99. It's these like secondary options that have really, really given the Chiefs some problems. And so I think that we could see Jerry Sneed maybe on Brandon Ayuk or him running most of the routes on the outside there where I think that we see Debo I uh, have a pretty big game here specifically. Well, and it was so funny too, because you think about the NFC championship when all the talk leading up to that game was, is he even going to play because he re-injured that shoulder? Well, uh, it ended up being the Debo Samuel game <laughs> offensively from a receiving standpoint. And then now he's got this extra week and you imagine fully healthy in this game. And Will, I know you like hearing that because that backs your MVP bet for Debo. Just give him the trophy now. Absolutely. I think like, you know, the fact that he can run, the fact that he can uh, do different things. I think he's live here 20, 30 to one to win this MVP. What do you think there for MVP, Connor? Yeah, no, I like that a lot. And I think that what you mentioned there about him being able to run is pretty key, especially because oftentimes with these pass catchers, if you know, you see a guy who like only catches passes and almost always goes to the quarterback. Whereas if Debo runs one in, maybe he has, you know, like a hundred receiving yards and another touchdown and the game winds up being relatively low scoring. I think that Debo could very easily win here and you're getting pretty good odds on that. But another one that I like here, if we look at how the game, I expect the game to go. I like Christian McCaffrey to win MVP here. Again, I know it's mostly been, you know, a lot of quarterbacks have won, but we're looking at McCaffrey is going to carry this team. And this is the chiefs biggest weakness here is their run defense. Um, the Niners have been dominant all year on the ground. We know they're going to come in. We know they're going to run the ball. They showed us that against the lions. They showed us that against the Packers who are teams that were pretty good at defending the run. And the Niners basically said, I don't care. We're just going to run anyways. And they wound up pulling it out, but I think that they have some success here on the ground. And if Christian McCaffrey is kind of their lead guy here, you know, 150 all-purpose yards, two touchdowns, and maybe the, you know, Brock Purdy doesn't throw more than one or two touchdowns. I think he'd easily win MVP. So you're looking at like plus 450, uh, maybe even plus 475, depending on where you shop around at. Over under 47 and a half. Do you have a feel for the total? I go back and forth on it, to be honest, probably lean under uh, just because I think that we see both quarterbacks maybe throw an interception here. Some fun uh, nugget is that Patrick Mahomes threw over 70 percent of his interceptions this season against team against plays where the team was rushing for and dropped the rest into zone. And that's what the Niners do basically almost on every play. So they you know rush for drop the rest into zone. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw t- 10 interceptions this year against that, um, you know, which is second most in the league. So I think that we could see potentially just a lower scoring game or not as successful, you know, on both sides here. And similar, Will, to what you were saying a little bit earlier, I I referenced the stat that Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception his last six postseason games, but maybe that means he's due. Maybe we can get there. Uh, And as a 49ers fan, I would appreciate it. Connor Allen, sports betting manager of 444 Football, joining us here now. Just generally speaking with props, obviously for the Super Bowl, like this is the game that everybody's getting into and they're looking at all the different options that are available. But these menus are enormous for somebody that is just kind of diving in today and they're picking their spots. What advice would you give somebody as they're just trying to sift through all of the noise that is the gigantic sports betting menu for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think that, 
my best advice would be to try and find the smaller markets that are not normally offered. So certain books will offer like how many rushing attempts will the Niners have in total or, you know, lower, you know, players that aren't really going to see as much time. And then, um, you know, I bet some field goal props, <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. really bet field goal props throughout the year, but then for this game, I mean, we're offering like, who's going to miss the first field goal. Who's going to have the longer field goal of the game. And I think there's a pretty big disparity between Harrison Bucker and Jake Moody. So, um, you know, I'm backing, uh, the chiefs there for most of those as well. But yeah, I would say just like focus on and find the smaller markets instead of trying to bet, you know, the bigger players. Cause a lot of those are pretty efficient. I think at this point, to be honest. Connor, very important topic. What is on the menu in terms of snacks for the Super Bowl? Big snack day, big food day. What do you like to eat during the game? Oh, so, I mean, this is a great question. I mean, we got buffalo chicken dip, some homemade yes. of that. We're going to order some wings and some pizza. We got I'm actually going to be watching the game with uh, one of my friends who's a massive Niners fan and his wife's a Chiefs fan. So it's going to be <gasps> war in the household. Lots of snacks, lots of food. So, um, yeah, the buff chicken dip, though, is a must for me. Oh, man, that sounds like an av- that'll be pure entertainment for you to watch those two going back and forth. But for me, that sounds like a total nightmare. Like, I just need to be around like minded individuals. I need no yep. negativity in my vicinity for the game, all those things. But that kind of leads me down the line of for Super Bowl. For me, I feel like it's such a made for TV event. I like being home. I like watching it with family and friends. But like, do you typically go to want to go to a sports book? Do you would you want to go to the game if you could afford a ten thousand dollar ticket? You know, like, I mean, you're cashing all <laughs> these tickets. Just buy one and pop on over. But like, what's your approach? How do you like watching the game? No, I, I want to be around like minded people as well, because I don't want to have to deal with people like getting excited about things that I don't want to be excited about or vice versa. You know, if, if I'm cheering for something and I'm getting dirty looks, I mean, this is, I've been in too many spots where I'm pumped about something and some people just like kill the vibe, you know, because they're, they're drowning their, in their bets or whatever it is. And, and so I, I like to just be, you know, maybe at someone's house, you know, 15, 20 people max, we'll all get on the same stuff, bet on the same stuff, be on the same side. So, I mean, we honestly might wa- watch it in a separate room from his wife, just so that we don't have to, you know, cheer against each other. Uh, all these popular players get bet. Do you have a, a, a more obscure player that you're looking to either fade or, or bet on for the, uh, for the Super Bowl here? Yeah. A fun kind of under the radar player that I like to go under is Juwan Jennings under one and a half receptions. So he's played in 15 games this season, caught, you know, one or fewer passes in eight of them. Yet if we look at the games that he went over, it's basically all when Debo or Brandon Ayuk got injured or didn't play. I mean, he only had two games where he went over that did not include Debo or Ayuk getting injured. And then one of them, uh, week 15 versus Arizona, was his second catch came in garbage time for Sam Darnold. So Darnold was in through a couple times. John Jennings was out there running routes. So we're looking at a guy who's who's only gone over one and a half receptions in two of 10 games with Debo and Ayuk healthy. So I don't think he runs very many routes. I don't think that he, you know, catches many passes. We also think that the Niners go run heavy. So it's like going to be limited volume as well. So I think that under is pretty interesting. In complete agreement with you there. Connor, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate you and good luck with your bets. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. You too. Make sure everybody you go check out 444.com because again, this is just a snippet, but he's got a full breakdown of his thoughts on the game side total, a variety of prop betting opportunities. Um, But Will, how are you watching the game? I haven't even gotten that answer from you yet. I'll be home. I'm like you. I like to hear the game. I don't like to be around. Do you do anything fun with the kids at home? Are you going to do squares with the kids? I've actually never done squares. 
And I, I, as much as I bet, what? I bet on the most random stuff. I've never done squares. No. Oh my gosh. I am a squares addict. No. Okay. I'm going to send you a little like fun prop sheet for the kids and I'll okay. get a squares layout for you. It's, I feel like a must do a must do. Right. I'm obsessed. All with right. It. I'm in. Okay. We're going to step aside here. Take another quick break. When we come back, Dieter Kurtenbach is going to join us. Bay area news group columnist, KNBR radio host, get the latest on all things, San Francisco 49ers, because it was nice that we had somebody like Connor on finally that eased some of my mental pain about San Francisco. Please let Dieter do the same. We shall see. Keep it locked right here on Visa the sports betting network with Stormy and Will. Tips and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, we're taking Super Bowl Central up a notch because, in addition to best bets, we also have our guy Bill AD giving you all of the information you need if you're coming out to Vegas during Super Bowl week. He, as he writes in the newsletter today, broke the unofficial record for consecutive days living in Las Vegas hotels. Four and a half years. So needless to say, this man knows what he's talking about. VSIN.com slash newsletter to get that in your inbox every day. Absolutely free. Although I do feel a little bit suspect about the advice he gave talking about two awesome steakhouses here in town and recommending the burger. There's just something like philosophically wrong with that in my brain, Will. So what, you're, you're pro steak, anti-burger? Is that the issue? I'm not anti-burger. I'm anti-burger at a steakhouse. Okay. Yeah, maybe more if it's a, it's a lunch thing. But if the burger's really good, a good burger is a good burger. I, I know where you're coming from, though. That, that would not be my go-to. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have somebody wide open 40 yards down the field, you don't throw a check down. So I, I agree Yeah, with you. that's all I'm saying. If I'm going somewhere, I'm getting that medium-rare filet and calling it a day. Um, enough food talk, though. Let's get back to the big game, Super Bowl 58. Con, uh, Dieter Kurtenbach joining us now, Bay Area News Group columnist, KNBR host, at Dieter on X, which, by the way, very jealous that you can just get your name flat out as your social media handle. Welcome in, Dieter. Thanks. Uh, it only it only took a bunch of years on X and uh, having one of the weirder names in all sports media. So if you got that going for you, you got a chance. Well, my name's Stormy, but apparently not weird or cool enough to just get the name flat out. Um, let's talk about this 49ers Chiefs matchup because I am a San Francisco yeah. 49ers fan. And I remember the heartbreak of 2019 all too vividly. What's the pulse kind of like in the Bay Area right now as it pertains to getting set for this game? There is, there's a weirdness to it. I'm not going to lie. I remember in 2019, um, obviously the world was just about to end and Kobe Bryant had just died. So there was a weirdness about that too, but not about the 49ers with the way the Niners played in the postseason. It, 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 it just doesn't feel as if people are all the way in on them going out and beating Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. And while that's understandable, I do think a lot of that is also people just presuming that the Chiefs are the same team that we saw in last year's Super Bowl and the Super Bowl of two years before that and the Super Bowl the year before. Like I think that people don't realize that the Chiefs are not the same kind of team. And uh, it, it's just, it's been kind of a weird energy. I'm very interested to see. I imagine there's going to be a 
gargantuan influx of people from the Bay Area, people who are 49ers fans from the West Coast coming into Las Vegas, even if they don't have tickets. And I'm interested to see the mood once I get boots on the ground. Either the key to figuring out this game, we've been talking about it all morning. What do you value? Do you value the 18 game regular season where the 49ers were clearly the better team? Or do you value the last month or so where the 49ers performance had dipped and the Chiefs have played well? Which way do you lean towards? I lean towards the 18 game regular season. I think that if you do, well, maybe that's biased. I don't know. Um, it, it is. I look at the Chiefs playoffs and I hate to hammer on the Chiefs as, as some sort of lesser team here, but. I, I, I just find it absolutely fascinating, some of the conversation around them that trickles my way. And as somebody who has watched every Chief, I grew up a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I, I, I've watched every Chiefs snap since Patrick Mahomes has taken over. This is not the same football team. And yes, they play better in the postseason, no question about it. But this is a team that lost five of eight games between like Halloween and Christmas. Uh, this is a team that had everybody writing them off during that stretch. And yes, they're here but they also went up against three of the worst pass rushes you'll see in the NFL in the playoffs in Miami, Buffalo. And then finally there in Baltimore, who I don't know what Baltimore was doing in that AFC championship game. I know that Buffalo, you know, didn't have it all put together. That was a one man band. And I knew Miami didn't want to be out there. Uh, it was a pretty awesome slate for the chiefs, despite having to be on the road for two of those games. And, uh, and then I look at the, the 49ers and they didn't come out. Well, that, that needless to say, but when they p turned it on, it was spectacular. Uh, when they turned it on against Green Bay on that final drive, Brock Purdy was perfect. When they turned it on in the second half and they scored 27 unanswered points, it was pretty spectacular. And so even though the 49ers have not been on a macro level as good as of late, that, that's an easy thing to say, they still have that high level that they can reach. And it's a high level we saw an awful lot in the regular season, I, I just, I'm, I'm just reluctant to write that off as something that isn't possible to show up in the, in the Super Bowl. It feels to me as if that's the true 49ers. They just need to get their heads right to start a game. Yeah. And Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, usual host on this show with me, he talked mm -hmm. about with the Ravens Chiefs game last week that the Ravens lost that game on Tuesday in their game plan and saying that they didn't want to run yes. the football like that's a, a huge piece of it. But to what you said there, the last sentence about they just need to get off to a better start. Um, what will be the difference? How do they get back to the quick starts and the good opening game script that we saw so much throughout the course of the regular season and haven't here in the playoffs? Well, as part of that, I do think is one of the weather with Green Bay. I know that people like to roll their eyes at that, but Brock Purdy is not the kind of quarterback who's just going to be able to overcome elements. Uh, as good as he is, he's still the last pick in the draft, and there's still a physical aspect to playing quarterback. He doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes arm. He doesn't have the Josh Allen body. He can't run like Lamar Jackson. He can do a lot of things really well, but he doesn't do anything particularly great, save for maybe read the field. And there's some question marks there every now and again. So uh, it, it, weather was going to be a problem. He, he wasn't the most talented quarterback on the field in that game against Green Bay. So I, I'm almost willing to write that one off. The Detroit one was a we there was a weirdness to that game plan because they didn't seem to want to use Debo Samuel in the way that you need to use Debo Samuel if he's on the field. And Detroit, to their credit, basically dared the 49ers to do just that. And uh, it was there was, the reluctance continued up until the second half. And in the second half, they said, we got nothing to lose. Let's throw the ball to Debo early. Let's get him some touches early. And suddenly the offense started to work. He is 
their first, their last, their everything. I, I think that this has to be a huge Debo Samuel game. The last time they played in the Super Bowl, Debo Samuel's a rookie. It was a huge Debo Samuel game. Uh, he just, he's a tone setter. He's a game changer. And he's somebody that you can trust to just do the right thing and to add some juice to the operation. I think you got to let Debo touch it early. And I think you have to stay committed to the ground game. Uh, Brock Purdy has the ability to check to, to passing if he, if he looks at the set. I think they've got to trust the left side of their offensive line and just say, we're going to run it anyway and, and let that play out as it is. But uh, it, establishing a tone of physicality and establishing a tone of creativity early, I think is going to go a whole long way for the 49ers to get off to a better start in this contest. Either a lot was made of the Lions last week not kicking field goals. Let me paint a scenario for you. Uh, Moody has not been mm-hmm. good for the 49ers. Let's say it's fourth and three, fourth and two, first drive uh, from like the 30-yard line. Does Shanahan trot Moody out there for like a 47, 48-yard kick, or does he go for it? Do you think he, uh, he's lost some some faith in Moody? How about that for a second? I think he should have lost some faith in Moody. I think I would go for it, but that's not, I'm not Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan and I oftentimes disagree on things of this nature. He is not an aggressive coach and uh, he, he hasn't run a fake punt or any, they don't go for it on fourth down. Now, if it is fourth and one or fourth and a couple of inches, they'll run a quarterback sneak, but there is no going for it on fourth down unless it is absolutely 100% necessary. Kyle Shanahan believes in taking points when you can get them. Uh, and that hasn't worked out for him all that often with, with Jake Moody and his uh, nice little slice off the tee. So uh, I, I think he'll kick the field goal. And I think that this is perhaps the biggest advantage Kansas City has in this game. They have an absolutely nails kicker in Harrison Buckner. He has been so good for so long. We take him for granted. And meanwhile, the 49ers are trotting a rookie out there who's got the leg. There's no question about that. He's got leg for days but he just doesn't know where that thing is going once he hits it off the tee. And, uh, well, that's not a good scramble partner. I know this isn't real original, but Jake Moody has made me moody far too many times in critical moments this season. Uh, last 60 seconds. I might here. need that on Sunday. <laughs> there Thank you go. Uh, last 60 seconds here, though, because we've talked a lot about Brock Purdy, uh, there's been a lot of noise about him. Game manager, is he good? Is he not good? Yada, yada, yada. If he wins a Super yeah. Bowl, how is he viewed? He should be viewed the exact same way if he wins a Super Bowl or not. Brock Purdy is a very, very, very good quarterback who has the ability to win a championship as the lead player on a team. And I I just think that that, people are so anchored to this notion of seventh-round draft pick that they're unwilling to uh, appreciate the excellence of quarterback we've seen. Is he going to be the best quarterback on the field on Sunday? Hell no. He's going up against perhaps the greatest of all time but he is absolutely worthy of the stage that he's about to step onto. And more and more, anyone who says anything about game manager, listen, it couldn't be further from the truth because if I got knocks on Brock Purdy, it's because he is not managing the game. Well, that he's just ripping it down the <laughs> field. So um, it's uh, it, it's just clear to me that, listen, I, I know you guys are, are hard on the gay you're up on it and all, but uh, a lot of national media, I, I think that they watch one or two national TV games that the 49ers are on and nothing else. And it's uh, it's just really tough to watch all these people embarrass themselves. I'm with you, Dieter. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. And enjoy the game. A Chiefs fan and now working in the Bay Area. What a, what a Super Bowl for you. It's all complicated, but I love it. <laughs> we'll be Thanks, right Dieter. back. Best bets as we wrap things up here on the Lombardi line for the Super Bowl. And rumor has it, Will's got some some hoops for us as well.
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN when you do. New customers bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58, but you have to use that code VSIN, V S I N. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Wrapping things up here on the Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line. Will Hill and Stormy Bonantoni with you as we close out the show like we always do with our pro tip of the program, which this is interesting because even though we've had Will a lot of the prop bets up already for the last week, this still rings true because so many more wagers are going to be coming in by the end of the week and as we get closer to Super Bowl Sunday. So this is your pro tip, but I think that it's great and even at this point still rings true. Yeah, and that is if you're looking to bet the props, if you like the unders, wait as long as possible. Wait until the game's about to start even or a few minutes before. But if you like the overs, especially the popular players, the Kelsey's, the Mahomes, the McCaffrey's, bet them sooner rather than later because a lot of people don't bet till the day of the game, right before the game. And a lot of people just want to bet overs, root for overs, root for yards, root for fun stuff. So if you like the overs, bet them early. If you like the unders, bet them late. Yeah, root for points, all, all that stuff. Totally true. And like casual fans that are going to be getting in on the game come Super Bowl Sunday next week are all going to be taken over. So that's your opportunity. Um, VSIN pro tips available at vsin.com, searchable by sport and by show if you're looking for things specifically um, from us here, Will. But speaking to that thought process, Process. Were there any props that you saw some of those early numbers and said, OK, I'm going to I'm going to strike. I'm going to bet on it now. Uh, Ian McMillan was on. I think he gave out a good one. Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. I like that one. I, I could see um, I, I could see Purdy using his legs a few times and getting over 20 something yards. And remember it, it, who you like in the game, who you like to win the game factors in because kneel down to the end can. Yeah. Uh, you know, sabotage this bet. I think it was a couple weeks ago, Mahomes against the Bills. He was over his rushing prop, and then he had like negative nine or 10 uh, yards in terms of the kneel downs, and that took him under. So keep that in mind, but Purdy over is a good one. And I think Debo over, I think 14 and a half yards rushing. I like that one. I think they'll get him more involved now. Two weeks off to heal that shoulder. Two weeks to, uh, to draw up some plays. He's such a dynamic player with the ball in his hand. So figure out a way to get... Um, the ball in his hands, take a little pressure off Purdy. You might be a little tight early on his first Super Bowl. It's pretty easy to just hand the ball to Debo. So I could see De- Debo having some success on the ground. I like that one. And their odds for who will make the longest field goal. We just talked about it with Dieter. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers kicker Moody is very, very shaky. Missed kicks in his last three games. Missed a couple against Cleveland early in the year. One that would have won the game. Meanwhile, Butker for Kansas City has been in this game a million times. He's been in big spots. He's made big kicks. He's got a monster leg. So... I, I know Shanahan doesn't go for it, but man, if this is a 48, 49 yard kick for San Francisco and it's fourth and short, I'd rather just go for it. Meanwhile, uh, that that's been perfect range for, uh, for the chiefs. So I don't, I don't trust Moody. I like Butker. So the chiefs to make the longest field goal is one I like too. Yeah. I'm very curious to see philosophically, like you said, what Kyle Shanahan's going to do in those situations because he hasn't been known to be hyper aggressive typically, but because of the big moments that we've seen Jake Moody flounder, I know I personally as a fan would like to see him take it up a notch and go for 
some of those fourth downs. So we'll see how that plays out. But I'm with you. Harrison Bucker props. I would prefer to do that, especially if there's any head to head options you see in points against Moody. Like, I think those are good, viable options to go back to what you said about Brock Purdy. I do like the rushing yards over, but I was also looking at the attempts because you get a plus money price on over three and a half attempts plus 130. And I know in the regular season, we didn't see a lot of attempts. We didn't see a lot of rushing yards. I think the exact numbers, he was averaging 2.4 rush attempts per game and nine rushing yards per game. That's been completely different here in the two postseason games, 14 rush yards against Green Bay, um, 48, of course, against Detroit. And he had five and six carries in those two games. So over three and a half seems like a very reasonable thing to me at a better price if they're going to continue with what's worked for him. What else do you like in the Super Bowl? I, I, I know that you had uh, obviously the MVP ticket, but anything else that you want to give out here before um, we shift gears to some, some hoops for you today? I think Debo's live to win the MVP. So again, that numbers come down in certain spots that we, we talked on Tuesday it was 38 to one in some spots. That's down to 20 to one there. There's a, still a 30 to one. So shop around. That's a, another key thing with the Super Bowl. There's so many things to bet. There's so many books. It's not like like the game is going to be two, two and a half in most spots. You're not going to get a lot of variation, but the props, oh, there's going to be a lot of variation. So shop around, make sure you get the best of the number. VEASAN's got some good tools to help you with that. So I think Debo's live to win this award. We were talking off the air. So you're a very big part of this game, even if even if you know people don't realize it because uh, you made chili last week, you were saying, and your team won. Are you, you going to go back to the well and make the chili this week? Like what is your food menu here for the, uh, for the Super Bowl? Are you turn, too nervous to eat? Cause I, I have a hard time when I, you know, my, if my team were in it, I don't know that I'd be able to eat during the game. Yeah. Um, the eating will be more minimal. The Modelo's with lime will probably, you know, be what I'm doing the majority of the time. So wish me okay. luck on the show on Monday after, but I, yeah. So I, I did chili for the NFC championship game and we won. And I, I usually have like a Super Bowl thing that I do. And now I think that I need to change off of that because clearly it did not work in 2019 and the chili worked for the NFC championship game. So maybe I just have to keep going down that row, make the cornbread, make the chili, make sure that everybody has beers flowing and just like keep it light and easy. And with like some snack situation, what are you and the family going to do? Uh, it, we're, uh, there's a wing place in Connecticut and second best wings in the country called Jay Timothy's. We usually go there early, like have a normal okay. meal and then just get a bunch of wings home to go. And then, you know, the usual snacks, chips, things like that. So very important okay. to get the, uh, the food straightened away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I do have a couple more quick Super Bowl bets here. Um, I love Isaiah Pacheco to have a rushing touchdown in this game. I know when we had Aaron Ladd on earlier, he's like, there's always the question marks about, is he a little bit dinged up right now? What's his health? Regardless, he has continued to put the, ball in the end zone uh eight touchdowns the last seven games and seven of those eight touchdowns have been rushing touchdowns so his anytime touchdown is set at minus 125 but you can get him to score a rushing touchdown at plus 115 plus 120 i think that's very very reasonable all three of the touchdowns that he's had here in the postseason have been on the ground so i like that one and then i've said it once i've said it twice i've said it a thousand times I'm keeping the train rolling with the same game teasers and you can hate on me for teasing a total all you want. I don't care. I love it. I've been having success with it in the playoffs and I'm going to keep rolling with it. Teasing the chiefs up to if you want to do a six point teaser, get them to eight, eight and a half, depending on the sports book that you have and what that readily available number is. Or if you want to do a seven point teaser and get it up to nine um, and under 53 and a half or 54 and a half. I really, really like it. I think that it makes a ton of sense with the way that we think this game is going to go. Uh, but let's close things out with some action that you have today college hoops hit the people with it will what you got 
I like Wisconsin plus two and a half against Purdue. I like this Wisconsin team. That was a terrible loss they had Thursday night against Nebraska. Had a big lead, let it get away. But I still don't trust this Purdue team, especially on the road. Uh, there's some flaws. I don't love their guard. So I think this is a good spot for Purdue. I think they get this done. I'll take the two and a half. And Arizona laying a big number against Stanford. These teams played on New Year's Eve. Arizona was a huge favorite and got absolutely buried. I'm sure a lot of people weren't watching. It was New Year's Eve. It was a Sunday. It was a football Sunday. But um, Arizona, they've had a weird season because they went to Israel. They went to Abu Dhabi. I think they hit a little bit of a lull when they were tired. I I sense they're getting a second win. They had a strong performance uh, the other night against Cal. This is a revenge spot. They're home. When they win and they win big, they tend to win. Uh, going away so i could see arizona winning this game by 20 25 plus points so uh, again 17 and a half it's a big number but i don't think it's big enough i think arizona cruises here let it be known our our guy elliot bowman in the back is wearing a purdue jersey today he is all boilermakers all the time so i can't believe you would say those types of things on this program today that's not enough that's not that's not a comfort zone for our guy elliot you know he needs more have you looked into at all like big picture futures for college basketball have you been following that market any teams that intrigue you in terms of numbers right now the UConn is the best team. Uh, I'm in Connecticut, so they don't post those markets for Connecticut teams in Connecticut. I don't know what they're seven, eight to one eight to one. Uh, yeah, that's not a great price, but it might be better than when the tournament comes around. They could be like four to five to one. That team is absolutely loaded. Uh, they weren't playing well, well against uh, St. John's yesterday. They didn't have one of their best players, Caravan, and they still won by double digits against a pretty good St. John's team. Uh, that team's loaded. They're the favorite. They're the rightful favorite. I think they got a good shot to go back to back. Yeah, they embarrassed my Aztecs in that championship game. Again, I remember all too fondly. What is it about my teams getting to the big game, making Super Bowls, making national championships, and, uh, but they just can't win? This is why I need to stick with the chili this week. I'm a Padres fan, so that's even worse. San Diego can't win anything. I know you're a Padres fan. Do you have a uh, an NBA team? Are you a Warriors fan? I'm a Kawhi fan, so I guess we're rolling with the Clippers okay. right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's gone well so far. I mean, you're always one uh, one news update away from somebody being out for the season, but so far so good since you got Harden. You know, you really love to just like find a way not, of taking a positive thing and make it a negative for your girl today. What's up with this? Well, what I do to you? Now, I'm a Lakers fan. I don't like the Clippers. But if it came down to Clippers and Celtics, I'd have to go with the Clippers. But there, there's one team in L.A. The other team's the JV. We know that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, speaking of basketball, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, as well as Pam Maldonado, will be on the desk here at Circa Resort and Casino coming up next. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. He's Will Hill. I'm Stormy Tony. Keep it locked right here on VSIN and DraftKings Network for all things Super Bowl 58 talk and more. And remember, Michael Lombardi will be in live with us from Radio Row all week long. Have a great day. Good luck with your bets.